Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Nobody's Doing It Right, the podcast for uncertain creatives. My name's Kat. I'm a writer, blogger, developmental editor. I kind of do a little bit of everything. Um, But the point is that I am a creative who doesn't know if she's doing it right. So um, that's what this podcast is about. Uh, Welcome if you haven't listened before. Um, And if you're a returning listener, then you kind of know that I am just going to spend the next little while talking about things that I think are interesting with regards to being a creative in this day and age. A small creative too, not somebody that has like a really big following or anything online. Just someone who's trying to figure out what they want to do with their creative journey. Um, Yeah, so for today's episode, I wanted to talk a bit about stories and not stories as in storytelling, but the stories we tell ourselves. And I think when you are a creative and you are somebody who has to really convince themselves that they can do what they want to do in a world, I mean, it's a little bit different now, but I think traditionally speaking, being in a creative field is not always, um, not always put up on a pedestal. You know, it is kind of at times looked down upon because it is so uncertain and uh, there there's no steadiness and security in it. But again, with the recent global pandemic, we've realized that security really is just a concept. You know, um, there are many corporate traditional quote unquote jobs that prove to be insecure as well during a, a crisis like this. So um, yeah, but I think because the creative world is a little bit more uncertain than I guess a corporate world, it is looked down upon in the sense of no one really tells you to be a creative growing up, you know? No one tells you like, you know what you should really do? You should really go and be a writer. You should just spend all your time and energy just writing about the things you like to write about and somehow figure out how to monetize that. Um, It's tough, you know, and it's not something that we... uh, It's not something we see as like a job a lot of the time either, especially if you're somebody who's not necessarily in a creative field that is easily monetizable. Um, Luckily, I think writing is easy. There are other creative um, hobbies that just aren't and they're just enjoyable on their own. So for today, I want to talk about um, what we tell ourselves to kind of, at times, I think, discourage ourselves from pursuing a creative career because it is so it can be very hostile and it's difficult and it's really tricky to figure out and you're probably always going to be trying to figure it out. Um, and just the the mentality we had growing up, right? Like, and I don't, I'm sure there are some families out there that really support the creative lifestyle and kind of push their children to um, embrace it more. Uh, and there's some families that don't and don't really see the value in in art and creativity. And I think because of that, there are certain stories that are embedded in our in our psyche and our subconscious that affect the way we function in our creative lifestyles. Even though, you know, we desperately want a creative career, we still, in a way, um, self sabotage because of these stories that we have and that we keep telling ourselves. Um, so the first story that I want to talk about that I tell myself very often, I'm sure other people do too, is the should. You know, what we should be doing, and that's really tricky because deep down, and this is all from my own personal perspective, but deep down, 
we want to be this creative whatever. Like for me, I'm a writer. That's just deep down subconsciously, I can't help it. That's just what I love to do. But, you know, I was always raised in the idea that, well, you can do that, but also you should be doing a more traditional like office job. That's what you should be doing. You should be making this much money a year and you should, which you know, this then leads into other lifestyle aspects, but you should get married at this time. You should have children at this time. And it's just like these shoulds that you think about all the time. And when you cross-reference them to what you actually want or you are doing, it, it can really bring you down and can make you really look at your life and think that you're a failure because you're not doing the shoulds, you know? But if you really think about it, the shoulds are not necessarily yours. Those shoulds are oftentimes projections that other people have uh, based on ideas that they were also told growing up, you know, that this is what you should be doing. And I think right now in our day and age where we've had such a huge shift into the digital world, like a really quick shift, quicker I think than, than the transitions that any other generations have had beforehand when it comes to like technology and innovation, like my my parents' generation is still catching up to the idea that you can make a significant amount of money doing creative work. Like you can make money podcasting. You can make money blogging. But I think the ideas are still very present and prevalent in our, like I'm, I'm a millennial. So in my generation, I think the ideas are still very pre prevalent. I have friends who are a little bit younger than me that that don't really understand the concept of creativity as a career, creativity as like a lifestyle that is sustainable. And it's just very interesting to see that the, the shoulds are still very, um, very big and very all-encompassing when it comes to the way many of us try to live our lives and try to kind of fit in the world, but with our creative endeavors. Okay, and the next story is the story of success and what it means to be successful. Again, previous generations, the idea of success was very different than what it is right now. Success, a lot of the times, circled around um, providing for your family and creating a life that is comfortable and um, streamlined and, and simple. And that's great. You know, like I'm a very simple person. I love a simple lifestyle. However, the notion of success in terms of what you should be doing is so different right now. And it's so different to how I view my life, you know? For some people, success is getting a corporate job and getting that promotion and moving up and getting a higher salary. That doesn't seem successful to me in my life because that would mean that I would have to spend more time in an office rather than doing what I want to do, you know, outside of a specific building, you know? But for some people, they love that and that's great. But that's not the end-all be-all of success for everybody. And yet I find that a lot of us creatives tend to tell ourselves that we're not successful based in this framework of this mentality of like success in a corporate sense, like corporate success, like the kids, the house, the dog, the steady career, whatever, whatever that idea is, right? We tell ourselves that we're not successful because we don't have these things, but at the end of the day, those things aren't what even what we even want. So even if we were to have them, we wouldn't feel that, that level of success. So it's kind of this like a lose-lose situation where 
you make yourself feel bad for not having this like specific type of success. But then if you were to have it, you'd still feel bad, you know, and it's such a discouraging story. And yet we tend to fall victim to it all the time. Should I have a sip of my iced coffee real quick? Another story, and this is kind of, I think, broader than just, um, you know, your, your career lifestyle is caring what other people think and considering it, and in the way, considering in the way you live your life, considering what other people, how other people perceive you and factoring that into how you live. I think that is, that might be the most dangerous story we tell that, you know, the story being that it's important what other people think. Because, you know, I guess evolutionarily we've been developed to be accepted by people, to be part of a tribe, to not be left out, you know, to die in the wilderness. But it's so dangerous because it's a slippery slope to just living your life for somebody else completely. And not even like a specific person, but just like the notion of others and thinking, you know, I have to fit my lifestyle to fit the perspective of others and what they what they think is right is what I should also think is right. And they have to look at me and think that I am valid, you know? And that is really dangerous because it's not, it, it transcends careers, it's entire lifestyles, you know? And that's really tricky if you're around people that are that level of judgmental or are living different lifestyles than you. And that's not to say you can't have friends that are different and have a different view on life and um, different like lifestyle habits. But it's it's the idea that you, when you begin to feel like they their opinions on what you do is really important, maybe the way they they speak to you or subconsciously you feel that energy, it can really affect the way you enjoy your life. And that kind of story of of I should be doing this to make this person happy or that make this person look at me as successful or make this person look at me as valid. It is so dangerous because it stops us from just really going all in on what we like and like not, not feeling, I guess, that level of embarrassment or shame about pursuing something that is off, like that is different than what we've been told to pursue. And it is, it's kind of sad to think that we do see that as shameful, but it's true. It is, it can be shameful to, to admit to somebody that, hey, and I guess this is also based on societal expectations, um, but to admit to somebody like, hey, I want to pursue a lifestyle and um, a career, quote unquote, that is incredibly creative, but doesn't make me a lot of money. And it's so crazy to think that that's a shameful thing to say, that I, I want to do something that makes me really happy or that I at, least, I, I at least enjoy more than something else, but will make me a lot of money. And you feel like people are gonna judge you for that. Like, what, well, like, oh, why wouldn't you want to make this much money? Or like, you should want that. Like, that means that you're, you know, insert any sort of <laughs> derogative terms there, but you know, you're lazy, you're um, incapable, you're whatever, you know? And you, when you put that story in your own head that you think that that's what people are gonna think about you, it completely undermines everything you're trying to do in life. And you end up just kind of bouncing between one idea to another, trying to see which one sticks, and then also which one appeases everybody else. And the final story that I wanna talk about that I think is really important for everybody, and I think on everyone's minds at all times, is what the meaning of their life is, you know? I often have to think about what I genuinely want in life. And it's really hard. 
it's really hard to like acknowledge that and say this is what I want because it feels so definitive you know life is so long and so there's so many opportunities so to say like this is what I want it's kind of scary because you're it, for me at least it feels like you're I'm setting myself up for failure to say like this is this is exactly what I want and if I don't achieve it you would feel kind of bad about that right but it is important to recognize that like you have to really think about what you enjoy and what you want in order to cultivate a life and a lifestyle that is right for you not right for everybody but right for you and not doing that can lead you to working in jobs that you hate and being there for like 10 years and then looking up one day and realizing like oh I absolutely hate being here and yet I've been doing it for the past 10 years um, and it's because you just haven't thought about like what you actually enjoy so for example for me I've had to come to terms with the fact that I for me my ideal lifestyle is working creatively uh, managing my own schedule so being able to to be like to, to work whenever I want to work, whatever feels right for me, um, working remotely from home because that's just where I feel like I focus the best and working for myself. I don't, I mean, I, I obviously, right now I work with clients and the clients tell me what they want, but I'm the one managing my time. I'm the one managing every aspect of my work other than just like what the clients want me to do, right? And I've had to really kind of accept that because when you accept that, it completely closes the door on other options of living life in, I guess, quote unquote, easier ways, as in getting a traditional office job and working there eight hours a day, five days a week, and then getting your salary or your paycheck once every two weeks and it being very like quick and easy and simple and whatever. So it's scary to admit that to myself because it's closing that door. And that means like, now that I've recognized it and I've acknowledged it, trying to do something that's different than that won't feel right. It won't feel good. Even if I were to get an office job again, it won't feel satisfying. But then on the other hand, acknowledging that means that now I know what I need to do. And that is I need to pursue this type of lifestyle. If, you know, if this is what gives me satisfaction in my life, then why wouldn't I pursue it? Right. But then pursuing it has its own you know, host of issues that are scary and intimidating and you know, difficult to cope with at times, especially if you're new to whatever challenge you're setting yourself up for. But again, like it wouldn't, life wouldn't feel satisfying or meaningful if you didn't do that. And that's what I think is really tricky because we try to attribute meaning to things and rather than just like really sitting with our intuition and letting it guide us in the right, in the direction that's right for us right now. You know, it doesn't have to be right forever because we're human, we change, right? And again, it's like the reason I say the meaning of life is a story we tell ourselves is because we try to fit ourselves in such tiny boxes to say, you know what? Okay, so I'm going to do this and this is who I am. And I am, you know, I am a corporate lawyer and this is what I do. And that's what I'm going to do forever because that's, it kind of makes things clear. You know, it gives us, okay, this, now things are making sense a little bit, but in reality, we're constantly changing. We're constantly pivoting. We're going to change our minds and find something that's more interesting something we, and, and we're going to realize that we have skills that we didn't even know about until we started doing a different thing and realize like oh yeah I could probably do this for uh, the next little while and it feels better and it's more fun for me so yeah that's why I think kind of trying to set ourselves up with like a meaning of life like a specific meaning to what we do in life can be really tricky and and is a story that is that can really have some detrimental effects to 
the way you function and the way you live your life because it's not always true like meaning the meaning of life <laughs> changes all the time and you know we shouldn't have to feel compelled to find one meaning and that's it forever another iced coffee break but yeah I mean I hope I kind of made sense with these stories and I think the reason I want to talk about stories and the stories we tell ourselves is because I find myself often reverting back to these scripts and stories in my head constantly and I'm sure other people do it too um, especially now like now during the pandemic where everything is kind of like you know if, if you're living in a place that had a lockdown um, everything's so repetitive everything's so monotonous and because of that your mind tends to repeat the same things like if your setting is the same and your daily tasks are the same and there's no change your mind is also going to just repeat the same things over and over again and I found myself falling into that uh, like into that vortex of just repetitive thinking and these old outdated stories coming back up to the surface and saying well you should be doing this and this is what's successful and this person thinks this about you like it doesn't do it doesn't take you anywhere it doesn't do anything for you it doesn't I mean it doesn't make me feel good so why would I keep repeating them to myself right but it is hard to stop right because if you've been hearing these stories your whole life you can't just snap your fingers and and make them go away it takes time and it takes effort but the first step is really just acknowledging the stories right recognizing them noticing when they come up and being like oh yeah I'm, I'm thinking that thing again and usually when I think this it sends me down this spiral and then I end up doing this and just kind of recognizing how how you function and what your habits are and whether or not you like them or not and changing it if you don't but again it's not easy it takes time it takes a lot of energy and it is something that I, I still struggle with um, especially as a creative because you're constantly as even as a writer man, like you are constantly in your head <laughs> um, but any any kind of artist right you have to really you think about yourself all the time and it's it's weirdly narcissistic but also self-deprecating <laughs> because you don't always think well of yourself all the time but you are you are the biggest character in your life um, yeah so I hope this made sense and I hope this maybe brought some stories up in you that you notice that you think about a lot and um, and I hope you can find a way to work through them as well because they're not they're not fun and sometimes they just lead you in circles and that doesn't get you to where you want to be and doesn't help your creativity at all so I hope you like this episode I'd love to know what stories you actually tell yourself like I find that stuff really interesting and I love hearing other people's perspective on things so uh yeah feel free to reach out to me on my website at katarinawrites.com or instagram at catwritesxo and we can connect and be digital friends i mean the only friends i have now are digital because i don't leave the house um, or see people but yeah i'll be back hopefully next week for another episode i'm trying to stay on on track with uh recording weekly um and it's going well so far so yeah hopefully next week will be another episode